Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us. Oh, Welcome back to the Making Sense day. podcast. Good day. Those intros, they are. I'm just saying, you know, like, <laughs> you give, me the, give me the rock and I'll score, innit? It's, it's what I do, it's what I do, it's what I do. Hi, uh, but, yeah. Hi everyone. Yes, myself, Jay, myself, Jay, Kalisha, and Samantha Sam. yes. are in the building. Uh, yours truly isn't here today, but he'll be back shortly, I'm sure. Definitely. And sends his well wishes and love. And says, don't ask me for financial advice. Because <laughs> <laughs> he will not give it to you. At all. Not even close. So what are we had to discuss this week, guys? Um, this week, we're going to be talking about workplace pensions. We've spoken mm. about pensions before and how yeah. they're important. And we'll slot in the episode number. But um, yeah, about workplace pensions and the law changes and just just some things that we didn't cover specifically to workplace pensions last time. So cool. yeah, we're going to talk about those. So why do you think our listeners are going to want to hear about pensions? Or what's your sort of view on pensions? Why do you think people should know about pensions? Because it's mandatory. Yeah. Mm. I think every, everyone's getting those letters from their employer or they've got those letters from their employer yeah, saying that it's the it's now auto-enrollment and the percentage is this and we have to mm. contribute this much, but we're going to contribute this much, yeah. so we're a more desirable yeah. company and blah, blah, blah. I think everyone's... There's a lot of talk about that stuff. Uh, now, I think so. for me, it's whenever I search financial literacy or stuff, personal finance, it's like the number one thing that gets mentioned mm-hmm. that millennials and below aren't planning for retirement. And are going to be suffering because it's going to be, many of us aren't going to have the houses that our parents have yeah. and retirement assets. So I just think it's not a sexy subject, but it's a very important one. It's important, yeah. yeah. But before we get into it, you know, the famous disclaimer, please always remember we are not registered financial advisors. So the information we provide is just food for thought. Always do your research and consult a professional where necessary. <sighs> Was I talking fast? Hella fast. Oh, I've done that. I think they got the message. <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't that think far. so. No, you know, lately your intros haven't been so bad. You don't run out of breath as like you used to. Haven't been so bad. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you know what I mean. Not, not, no, whatever. But you know, I said before, yeah, 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 you yeah, run yeah, out yeah. of breath. But the thing is, I don't think I talk fast. By the time you know. get to making sense podcast, making sense podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, breathe, fam. You got time. You got time. I'll edit it. <laughs> well, they get it. They do. They, they get do it. your research, innit? Yeah, do your Google's, <laughs> Basically. people. Basically. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. So, so where are we starting off? What is a workplace what pension? What is a workplace pension? Mm. So, bog standard, a workplace pension is a way of saving your reti- saving for your retirement that is arranged by your employer. So obviously, a pension is put in a way for into retirement, but that could, you could do that in many ways. You can do it privately. You can do it using investment funds by yourself. You can. There's other ways, but this is the workplace pension. So basically it's arranged by your employer. Some workplace pensions are called occupational works, company or work-based pensions. Uh-huh. So are you guys in tune with what your workplace workplace pension is? How much they contribute? How much you contribute? Yeah, 8%. I don't in get total? They contribute. 8%. Contribute 8%. Really? Mm-hmm. 8%? Yeah. They like you like you, right? And you <laughs> contribute? Nothing. Really? Yeah, because you don't have to. I don't have to contribute. They got vacancies. <laughs> Actually, I'm happy where I'm at right now. Boss, if you hear this, I'm good. <laughs> I don't have to. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it's you a choice. So and because I've got a private one, I wanted to see if I can contribute. If they could, if that one could go into my private one, mm-hmm. but they couldn't. So I thought I might as well just stick with the 8% and not contribute anything. Yeah. And just carry on paying into my private one as well. Okay, mm-hmm. got you, got you, got you. So. Um, um, I don't have one. Yeah, because I'm a contractor, so oh, yeah, yeah uh, but I am. Are you saving monthly though? Like, you have one, yeah. So, I'm gonna do a sip, which is um, what I'd advise contractors to take out, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm been saving at the moment. Oh, 
Okay. Mm. Yeah. We'll talk about sip very briefly mm. at the end, and then we'll, we'll yeah. do an episode. But I do have a couple of for. Uh, pots from when I was perm, so I do have workplace pensions. Mm. I'm just not investing into one at the moment because yeah, yeah. I can't. I um, my company's, I think it's five percent from your salary, and then they've opted to do four. Okay. Percent. So they don't contribute four percent, five percent from the salary. So, um, is there a minimum or maximum that employers have to pay into a workplace pension? So now they have to pay a minimum of three percent. Okay. So I guess when you go to interviews or you're looking for jobs, they'll say, "Oh, it's a generous pension." That's like they use that as one of the benefits. The higher they go, mm-hmm. so like yes, uh, mine. So standard is three, but then mine, like I said, four. Yours is eight, which is fantastic. But mm-hmm. yeah. It just depends on what what they what they want to give. Mm. So who's entitled to a workplace pension? So the new law requires every employer to automatically enrol workers into a workplace pension if they are aged at least twenty two, but under state pension age earn at least ten k a year. Okay. And work or normally work in the UK. You said twenty two. Yeah. So if they're aged age between twenty two and state pension age, and you earn ten k a year you'll be automatically enrolled mm. into your workplace pension scheme yeah so you yeah, older or younger younger i thought you'd no. be like 18 no 22 which i don't know the i would have thought 18 because that's adult age yeah. yeah yeah and you can work you're working from when you can work from 18 or 17 16, 16. 16. Oh, yeah I, I have no idea exactly why the only thing i could guess is i don't know maybe give them some breathing space before mm. they start Uni, college, yeah like i, I that, don't know yeah. yeah maybe that kind of stuff uh, and maybe know. they see that from that age is when you start thinking about yeah gosh well, it could even be a calculation of that's the age that you should start to be able to yeah. retire at a decent age, decent I, age it could be any number of things but a minimum amount definitely think uh of people need to be starting amount. as young as they can um i was not thinking about pensions at 22 why um i'm trying to think i don't care about people knowing my age that's a good 10 years ago um now they know mine cheers no no they don't, they don't have to know that you're 10 years older than me anyway um <laughs> i will i will delete this entire episode you know <laughs> um i don't know I, I mean i can't even think back to then but i just think i finished uni at 21 started i was working the the only thing i was thinking about is is going to a, a job monday to friday and getting paid a salary i was not thinking about yeah, putting away for when i'm no longer working i've just started working yeah, i'm not thinking about yeah. when i can't work you just start getting your own money independence yeah. da, 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 da. 10 years ago i think i left retail probably like six seven months before mm. that because i was 22 and then started working at NatWest. so you kind of had the idea of pension because of where i worked yeah, mm. yeah. that's that so i was thinking about it but not like that because I was still spending and living my best life. Yeah. So. Mm. Back then, mm. though, okay, so I think so, right. From 2008, the law became that you could opt in or opt out. Mm-hmm. But it was more of an opt in. Yeah, so yeah. I guess if your employer is not pushing it down your throat, maybe with your package, they say, oh, okay, well, you're entitled to this holidays, this, this, that, and your pension. Yeah. At 2022, I'm not thinking about Oh, mm. yeah, I opted out. Mm. I remember. So did I. At that age? Yeah. 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 I, I don't remember. I, honestly i don't remember what i did maybe i have a pension pot for that company mm. <laughs> that but i need to, to go f- and look for but yeah to be fair the reason why i opted out at that time was i had massive amounts of debt mm. so i just thought there's no point saving towards a pension right now when i have debt that's costing me interest yeah. right now you know what my reason was why why do i need to do that now i'm okay. still young mm. yeah which is probably the main reason why, why a lot of people do, yeah don't. yeah and that's the problem you need to start as young as you can 
to get the most as you can at the end, mm-hmm. you know? So if you want to live lifestyle forever and not just while you're able-bodied, you should start straight away. Mm-hmm. I can imagine being, say, imagine a 22-year-old saying, okay, you know what, for now, I'm going to sort out my debt, sort out uni debt, stuff like, or like overdrafts and stuff like that. I'm going to think about pensions from when I'm 30. Mm. Eight years is a long time. However, if you think about your pension from 30 onwards, you can still make some serious moves yeah. and have a decent pot. It all depends yeah. on how much you're contributing though. Yeah, yeah. I think the main thing for me, we need to get rid of this stigma of pensions being associated with old age, mm-hmm. uh, being associated with being boring, being at the end, and just see it more as saving. Just just putting money mm-hmm. aside, you know what I mean? And especially, okay, so, you know, the episode we spoke about... Um, the income and whatnot, mm-hmm. these young kids that are earning decent amounts of money are probably going to be faced with decent amount of stress. Think mm-hmm. to yourself, how long do you want to be doing this? Yeah. Do you want to be live? Do you want to be facing this level of stress into your forties and fifties mm-hmm. when you're tired, hmm. or do you want to start planning from 30s, now? I'm tired. Exactly, <laughs> so that you can get to your thirties, forties, and if not retire, maybe take it easy. You know, because you've built a pension pot. Maybe you don't need to earn as much as you're earning now. You take a less stressful job for less money, but you've already built up a pot. Like It's just planning for the future, which I think a lot of people don't do in general. No, no mm-hmm. definitely not at that young age. Yeah. Definitely not. I think the people at our age are not planning for the future. No. Yeah, yeah, true. I think, yeah. I, always think that, I think people always think, oh, I've got time. time yeah. You don't. Yeah, and time is ticking. I think if you've passed 25, yellow yeah. alert's on still. Yeah. If you, Once you hit 30, it's red. Well. Mm. See if she's actually taking it serious. Who? My sister, sister, yeah, she just turned twenty five. But you know, they just they're just coasting. Obviously she's got a full time job, but they're just coasting. Yeah, yeah. Are you actually thinking about it? Do you think it's a case of they need to see more examples of people that have started younger and people that haven't? So they can see the Mm. seventy year old still having to work to survive versus the one that's living nice because they saved a bit more. Do we need to show people that a bit more? I think people probably don't see the end result. I don't know, is it just I don't know, is it showing examples? Is it you know, interviewing people that have older people, maybe. How often do people talk about pensions, though? That's this is the thing. Who talks about them? I think we need to call it something else. Pensions just sounds depressing. <laughs> but it's it's reality. But the th- that's the thing. Who talks about pensions to you? Uh, so for me, uh, in where I worked, they had like some people come in and talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and that's about it. But what about outside of that? No yeah. one. No one. My mum talks about it all the time. She always talks about saving, but that's because she's that way inclined about saving for a rainy day, making sure you're okay later. But, um, and and that's not even um, a lot. Just It's just mentioned. But I just think, do we talk about pensions? So the younger generation? No. Yeah. Not really. So, okay, so you need to, we think we need to make pensions more topical. Oh, like, definitely, yeah. Because yeah. I don't remember it, it being, yeah, exactly. Make it, exactly. Make it normal. Because we talk about saving. Mm. We talk about investment. We talk about that kind of stuff. Do people, do we really talk about pensions? We Not don't. Really. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that needs to go up the level of importance yeah. in terms of what we talk about. Okay. And the thing is, it's, it's actually quite interesting because pension funds or the money that is invested in pensions, it makes a big impact on the stock market. What, what happens with, so when you pay into a pension pot, what your pension company does, they go and invest it. it. <laughs> but don't worry when we get to that question Jerome's going to give all of his expertise <laughs> anyway. so what is the law behind workplace pensions so under the pensions act 2008 every employer in the UK must put their qualifying employees into a pension scheme and where appropriate pay contributions so as of early 2018 auto enrollment rules now apply to all employment in the UK so basically they are going to automatically enroll all employees unless you opt out 
And that would be at 3%, as yeah. you said earlier. Yeah. So previously, you were yeah. you had to opt in, which I think people were missing. They've just got a new job. They're excited. They're getting their salary. Now you have to opt out, which is opposite to what they've done mm. with like the ads and information and yeah. all of that. But yeah, you have to opt out now. So you're automatically enrolled. Um, under the Pensions Act 2008, work sh- workplace pensions have become opt-out rather than opt-in, which means most employees are automatically enrolled into a pension provided by the employer. The law also requires employers to pay into their employees' pension schemes. So mm-hmm. we said before, the minimum employee contribution... Oh, sorry, no, I was... No. The minimum employee contribution, if... It's different to your company because you don't have to contribute mm-hmm. at all, but it says minimum of 5% of the annual salary... Employee contributions minimum three percent of the employee salary. Yeah, so onto what you were saying. Well, actually, no. Like I said, I know the amount that my employers contribute, how much I contribute, but I feel like that's just because of this recent burst of information that was passed out. I'd say earlier this year, right? Mm. Um, but I feel like if previously, I've previous other companies I've worked in, I haven't had that information. I haven't even. The thing is, it's actually on your payslip. I just don't that's the thing that the inf- that information is, should definitely be on your payslips and most yeah. payslips I've seen um, it's on there you'll see your contribution so they'll take show you what your contribution is mm. and they'll show you what your company's contributed so honestly, during your induction don't they go through that with you I mean it's quick I can honestly say before 2018 be. I didn't really pay that much attention I have to be honest 2017 to when I started working how many years ago I didn't pay attention I only started paying attention from 2018 when it was being spoken about more so I know for myself I've literally got to go through and find where all my pension pots are yeah. and start putting them in the right place and all of that but you know I just I just didn't pay attention to it but you don't need to search don't, <clears throat> don't you just it's from your national insurance number yeah, yeah you can yeah, but yeah. There's a lot of sites that will show you how to look it up because it's a common question. If you literally type in, how do I find my pensions? There's so many sites on how to find yeah, old yeah, pensions, yeah. jobs from 10 years ago. Oh, really? Did you have a... Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people just don't know from that that job that you had 10 years ago, yeah. did I have a pension? It's linked to your A&I number. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's possible to find them. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> gosh. Do you sorry. know if you can search how much is in there now? You can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll ask you some information. I think it's normally like the company... Um, NI number and some other things and then they'll you can find out and find out how much is sitting there. Can yeah. you do that? Or mm. they you can do estimations to find out roughly based on your earnings if you're in that career for the rest of until retirement. That's you can a find out right? yeah, yeah. how much you mm. should be getting at retirement age. But yeah, you can you can go in and look for all of your old pensions. All right. What's sitting in there. That's something I need to do. Mm. Definitely. Mm. So yeah, one of the things I was saying in terms of where pensions are held. Mm. God, yeah. what, what I was gonna say, yeah, out? that's um, so I was waiting for you to give your expertise. I don't have expertise. You were just talking. I was just going to make a simple comment that <laughs> how Im- how influential, how important pensions are, mm. because the money that's invested. So your pension company takes your your contributions, your co- uh, company's contributions, uh, and they invest it yep. right, in a number of assets, some more risky than others. Mm-hmm. And I think you can decide how yes. risky you want your pension pot to be invested but that's a lot of money when you think of it mm. and where that money's invested really impacts the stock market so that's the only point i wanted to make that you know pensions the topic of pensions is extremely important and extremely influential and as you said, we need to find a way to get people more comfortable with the topic i think for sure. um one question i was going to ask is 
putting your money into a pension pot and investment fund is an investment at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you always see in the small print it will say um it is an investment just bear in mind that you're not always you're not guaranteed a return on your investment yeah, yeah. is there anybody apart from people that get scammed is there anybody that doesn't get their pension because it wasn't invested in the right way i feel like that's very uncommon mm. oh i'm pretty sure if you do google you'll hear stories of um issues where pension pots have got disappeared mm. i'm pretty sure isn't it philip green had an issue with it where so the thing is so companies will run pension uh, the, deficits huh the yeah so certain companies will run pension deficits mm. where the money hasn't been invested whatnot in a correct way or not in a in a profitable way mm. and the amount that they have to pay out to employees they have they don't have that they in the bank i'm pretty sure that happens but the, the employees will still get their money i don't i'm not entirely sure you know because i find that strange can it be that risky if it's a government-based thing if it's something you have <sighs> to do for so your no, employer that'd be something good to find out and i think that's why it's quite important to understand where your pension is invested and how mm. your pension is invested because at the end of the day that could happen that's and the I, thing and, and i'm pretty sure I, I there might be certain gov- uh, protections under the um oh, i forgot what that was called you know the the compensation thing where i think up to 80k of your savings are uh, yeah, yeah, protected. yeah 85,000 yeah. is safe. I don't know if pensions are covered in that. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, there's I can imagine definitely imagine that there's going to be some situations where people don't get their pensions yeah. if 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 the company's just mishandled the money. I feel like that's probably if you've chosen to move it somewhere else because mm. I think you know when we've spoken about investment and we've spoken about the very low risk investment. So your returns you're going to have returns but they're not going to be major. Mm. But again, that means that it's low risk. So you're going to get something back. I think that's probably the ones that the government based companies use yeah. i've seen i keep seeing adverts pop up on youtube where there's a guy talking about somebody contacted him about moving his pension elsewhere and investing it and he this much and that much and ended up having absolutely nothing because the mm. person's literally taking their money so it, it's definitely a possibility but i just wonder how much of a possibility is it if you're literally just doing it the government way in a low risk investment fund see that's when you say the government way i think all the government is dictated is that you have to contribute automatically or opt out mm. and that your company has to contribute a minimum amount. I don't think in terms of how your pension is managed, I don't think the government have any don't input you think on that. that don't you think they're regulating that? Don't I, you think that there's I'll, rules? That I think that's something we should definitely put on the yeah. list to check out because I, I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't. Because you've got to remember, what you get paid out mm. can definitely change, right? Yeah. So before, our parents' generation or older generations had defined benefit pensions. What a defined benefit is, it kind of says it in the name. The amount you're going to get out has been defined at the beginning mm. of the contract, right? So that's what defined benefit yeah, is. Yeah. So your benefit is defined, it's fixed. Mm. What we get and what people below us will get, right, is defined contribution. Yeah. The amount you contribute and what your firm will contribute is defined at yeah. their front end. Mm. What, your, what your benefit is, is open-ended, right? So what you get paid out on your pension, you don't know. And that's why I say keep on banging on about it. It's important to keep track of where your pension's mm. invested because you might be thinking, I'm going to get X amount of money. But if you if your retirement age comes at a time where the economy's, in the, you know, fallen or whatever, mm. you might not get paid that much and mm. you still may have to work. And you, you know what I mean? So mm. it's there's a lot to it. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are cases where people don't get their pension because of stuff like that. I, I just think we should check that one. Okay, basically. so extra homework for us is to actually look into... Mm. Yeah, and if a company goes into administration or goes bust, what happens then as well? Yeah, I, I think that'd be definitely. You know, I think that would probably be people would probably be more interested in that. that mm. Yeah, because they're already unwilling to invest in it because they think they don't need it. Yeah, if people are out there th- now thinking, well, what happens if I, I put all this money in and I don't get it at the end? And I'm pretty sure you hear those stories, man. But the money that you your pension contributions don't sit with the company. 
they're then invested. Yeah, so generally, in my experience, mm. you have a pension provider that yeah. will do that. Yeah. So there's companies like Aegon, I think there's a few others Aviva. as well. Aviva. Aviva yeah. yeah. So, li- and literally, all they do is they take your money and they invest yeah. it. That's what they do. So, your company wouldn't, your company's not holding on to that money. No. no your no. company's, w- it's with an investment fund, they're investing it in, in the hopes to increase it to later, mm. obviously, because it's a business, they need to make their money to increase it and then so yeah in that case yeah. so if your company goes bust then you might be fine but yeah. it's whether if, if that pension company pension goes companies, bust, yeah. then yeah. it might be peak for you yeah um but yeah i just think the main thing i would suggest and advise people is to do stop thinking about pensions in any other way of it being an investment it's just like investing in a mutual fund for me the only difference is there's limitations to your access to the money mm-hmm. like th- so i would consider it exactly the same as investing in a mutual fund but instead of being able to draw this money out pretty much immediately i have to wait until i've retired so this section of my mutual fund is for my retirement mm-hmm. i think that's the only that's the simplest way i would think about it mm-hmm. um what was so your next on the docket <laughs> like we said earlier um there are a number of sites that can tell you how to track down really old pensions if you've worked and you feel like you do have a pension sitting somewhere you can look on a number of sites we'll list some but one of them i saw is um moneyadvice.org but use the government websites use trusted websites to look for this information but there's definitely ways to just track down everything or at least find out if you had a pension pot with a company because like i said going back to when i was 22 i don't remember what Mm. i did at my workplace at that time um when can i access my workplace pension Mm -hmm. What do you guys think the age is? When you can, when can you start dipping into that part? Uh, 60. Isn't it like 55, you can like withdraw some or something like that? 55. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is 55. Most personal pensions set an age when you can start taking money from them. It's not normally before 55. So it will depend. Mm. But the age I saw flying around a lot was 55. Um, you should always speak to your pension provider if you're not sure because there will be specific terms to your pension that you need to read. So when you get that pack from your employer that's nothing to do with your job and it's just about your pension, read it yeah. <laughs> because it's 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 important. It's got all of the information you need about where your pension's held, when you can have access to it, what the terms are, how it's been invested, etc. Um, you can take up to 25% of the money built up in your pension as a tax-free lump sum. You'll then have six months to start taking the remaining seventy-five percent, which you'll usually pay tax on. That's ridiculous, isn't that, it? That is a joke. So I've been paying tax all my life. Then you want to tax me on the stuff that I've been earning? Mm. Are you having a laugh? Remember what I said on the tax episode of, mm. like a year ago? They're very good at collecting tax in this country. Tax, oh, tax on everything, basically. Yeah, they tax everything. Everything. But, um, That's taking the piss. Is there any way of um, avoiding that? Mm. <laughs> oh, well, I'm un- we're not allowed to say. But not that I've seen, <laughs> so I'm guessing it's not a. Not I that I'm, there isn't. I. I don't know any of legal ways off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, and we are only ever going to advocate <laughs> the legal ways on this podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure there's ways of pension planning to to you know do it in an efficient way. I just don't know what those are at the moment. Um, it says your pension provider will take off any tax you owe before you get your money, similar to when you work. Mm. Um, which I think is probably good, just so that it saves any confusion. Not good that you have to pay tax on it, but because we have to take tax, then yeah, it's good yeah. that it's taken off beforehand. You might have to pay a higher rate of tax if you take large amounts from your pension pot. You can also owe extra tax at the end of the tax year. So I don't, you yeah, you don't have what? the choice to say, actually, you know what, can I take 10K today? Or can I take this? Or can I take that? No. They don't make it easy for you. Yeah, they want it to be slow and steady payments, similar to your salary. And for me, and that's one of my criticisms of pensions, if I'm honest, uh, and why at a younger age I wasn't so ready to jump into one 
is that I, I heard stories that it's quite difficult to get your money at the end of it. Like, mm. so before this, you couldn't do that. You could, you had to wait to the end. You had to buy something known as an uh, annuity, which is basically a comp- your pension pot, another company takes it on and they agree how much they're going to pay, pay you, you weekly, yeah. weekly yeah. or monthly, whatever it's going to be. And it can be, be really low, like a hundred and something pounds a week. Exactly. And that's what I don't like. So it's not like I, I've saved my pot, I've got my pot and I get it at the end. Now someone else dictates how I get it, how much of it I get. Um, and it's kind of like an insurance basic, right? Because the way they see it is if they do their calculations to see how long they think you're going to live, right? An actuarial, they're, they're, they're called. And they base how much they're going to pay you on based on that. Uh, and it's obviously in their interest to pay you out less than what your pension pot is worth, right? They think you're only going to live 20 years. So they say, okay, we're agreeing to pay you this much forever, but we think we're only going to end up paying 20K because you're going to die by the time we get to 20K worth of payments. If you live longer than that, obviously they've made a, a loss. If you die before that, they've made a, w- a win, right? So if, you, if your pot's more than that. Mm. So I think it, that's why, I, it's just very tricky, basically. That's what I'm trying to say in terms of getting your money out at the end. And that's what I don't like. And I think that's what so people need to understand more. Um, and I think that's what probably puts a lot of people off investing in pensions. So do you think it's best to do a pension or just have a, a savings Private account? Sa- personal Private savings. savings account that you just... And that's that's a conversation because, you know, you invest in a mutual fund or whatever or any other kind of investment, you have a more control of getting your money out at the end. Um, the only thing I would say is that there's tax advantages to putting your money into mm. a pension. Mm. And, and a lot of advisors will suggest a pension because of that because it's tax efficient. Mm-hmm. So, what happens if you withdraw your pension early, before retirement? When I say early, that's what I mean, before retirement. So, 54 years old, what happens if you want to touch your retirement they, pot? They tax you to hell and back. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's what this country does. I remember before when we spoke about it very briefly before another episode, I was saying that I was told and thought that the company takes their contributions back mm. because you're not entitled to the company's contribution until you hit retirement mm. age. I haven't seen anything that says that. Yeah. But I think it's basically the amount that they take in tax is probably the same amount as what the company's been contributing gotcha, anyway. Gotcha. So maybe that's why people have that idea. Mm. So it says, if you're younger than 55, it's not recommended that you attempt to cash in a pension from an old employer as you'll have to pay a hefty pen- tax penalty. HMRC does not look too kindly on early pension withdrawal and will charge you up to 55% tax on whatever you withdraw. But I wonder why that is though. I think it's because of the tax benefits they give you when you're investing. So they don't tax you on what you put into a pension, mm. right? So they're, put, they're, they're, they're probably saying, okay, you've benefited from all these years of not paying tax on that money. We want the tax back. Tax back, I guess. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the calculation means they get more than it would have yeah. taken. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I think that I would be the general premise. I'm I not going to listen to all of this. It's not making me want to pay into, into anything. Think, yeah. and, that is not, and that is the problem with pensions, I think. So when I worked in the bank, that was an issue. A lot. Mm. Of, it wasn't just the fact that it's, I don't think I'll ever retire. Many people was like, nah, I'm hearing too many higgy stories about getting my money out. Yeah. I think it might be best to, well, for me mm. to pay the least amount as possible and then top it up somewhere else in the savings account. Yeah. yeah. And that's but I think uh, you have to make sure you do that because I think a lot of people say they're going to do that. And then time ticks and they're four mm. years old. Yeah, you know, I do it. They haven't um, started I, their I, personal I, one. I actually you know? do it. I think pensions is definitely worth, so definitely a topic worth talking to somebody about. Mm. Like maybe your pension provider. So if you if you have a workplace pension, they should have like a benefits fair. Yeah. If, if you if you work for a decent uh, sized company, you should have a benefits fair, where someone from the pension company will yep. come in and you can ask them questions, and you should be able to contact them regularly. Yep. Yep. Um, that's something Darren does. Yeah. Um, so I just think yeah, you have to look at it in that way because it is not. It, and there is a lot of effort to get a lot of drive to get people to invest in pensions, mm. but I don't think there's enough understanding of what pensions are. 
and how you can access yeah. them when you can access them access them yeah. i think people have the idea that because it's my pot of money i can just access it yeah, as no, no. It's like, no it's not as simple nah, as that, it's not as easy as that. Um, we spoke very briefly, which we will go into. We might actually do a full episode on this. So contractors um, or self-employed, let us know. But it's basically talking about SIPs, so self-invested personal pension plans for contractors. We will touch on this, but Jones going to give you a bit more information on this just because that's something that he's doing because he's a contractor. Yeah. I don't know that much about Jones. Why did you drop your jaw person? like that? Huh? As if, why did you drop your jaw? As <laughs> because I wasn't expecting that. I asked you that to was, That yesterday. was coming. Yeah, I didn't know that was coming. Um, so, yeah... Uh, it's something I've been looking into and I will do. Uh, there's a couple of other things I want to do beforehand. Um, but yeah, it's as a contractor, you, you don't get a workplace pension. Yeah, you're not entitled. Um, and from my understanding of SIPs, it's an investment. No, an investment. It's a pension you can put aside. It's tax efficiency. You won't be taxed on it. Mm. Um, as a contractor, you're always looking for ways to get money out of your company without having to pay tax mm. or pay the least amount of tax Absolutely. possible. To avoid as much tax as possible is the correct term. And, and with a SIP, you can do that. Um, I believe you have a little bit more control over how it's invested. So you can go into your platform. So the likes of Harvey's Lansdowne, whatever, they'll, mm. you can get a SIP for those guys. And you can go in and change and see how your money is being invested. Uh, generally with a pension provider, it's kind of managed by someone. So I think you have more control of it. Mm. Um, I believe you can buy funds using a SIP as well, not just individual kind of investments. Um, but yeah, I think it's something all contractors should be aware of. Yeah. Because... The upside of contracting is, yeah, you get your day rate and at the moment until IR35 kills us, it's generally seen as being more tax efficient to be a contractor than to be a permanent employee because you've got more control over your expenses and more mm. of them can be claimed tax efficiently. Yeah. Um, but the downside is, obviously, you don't get any workplace benefits, i.e. a pension. Mm -hmm. So saving for your retirement, um, life insurance, all those yeah. kind of things, you have to do yourself. On you. And that's the downside. And there are, I think, someone should look into how beneficial is it to be a contractor these days mm. becoming less and less beneficial to be a contractor and I think after IR35 if it goes the way it goes I don't think it will be beneficial to be a contractor unless you <laughs> unless you're a really high paid one um, so yeah uh, so generally it's just it's a, it's a pension for contractors um, and I definitely think we should look into it as contractors because we have to plan for our pension because these day rates won't last forever. Well, stay tuned, guys, for the episode on um, is it beneficial to be a contractor? Brought to you and by Jerome. And that's exactly <laughs> what, okay. That's exactly what it will be. That's exactly what it will be because I'm deciding what my future is going to be. If I'm honest. So that kind of closes off pensions. Let us know if there's anything we missed out or there's any information that you deem inaccurate. If you do, make sure you bring the receipts. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just a quick brief chat on workplace pensions. We'll link the other episode that we done on pensions so you can listen to them together. Yeah. Um, keep contacting us about ideas that you want us to cover. This was one of those. So I hope that we were hope that we've satisfied the requirement yep. that our listener had. Um Are we gonna talk about what we learned this week? Do you know what? I actually found one. I was kinda shocked, I saw it mm. today. So a city killer asteroid got scarily close to Earth. Oh, gosh. And astronomers didn't know about it until it was days away. What? Yeah. So all these YouTube videos I'm watching yeah. about Hubble satellite and all this <laughs> kind of stuff, you lot I, didn't you know see what? it? I think they did. Come on. I think yeah, they saw it. Maybe. But they just didn't care. Maybe it was hitting the city that they wanted to gentrify yeah. anyway, so they said... Um, that was overpopulated, so I didn't <laughs> no, know. I'm joking, I'm joking. Wow, them conspiracies there. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I found out. That's what I learned this week. Sorry. Okay. Should right. I go? Yeah, you go. I learned this week about, it's about Area 51. Mm. Area 51. 
um i didn't know much about it but basically um government were testing airplanes supposedly or or um aircrafts that can go much much higher oh, yeah. than the average airplane or military plane but where they're not allowed to talk about them these are the sightings that people have seen so where people are saying that they've seen ufos over area 50 area 51 they're saying no it's not the case we've actually just been testing however they're not really going to put that out there because these are special tests and secret tests i really wanted them to raid it you know I wanted to see what was there. Yeah, I mean that. Go, might, go, go forth. Why chill and watch? You and do you what you're doing. What's there. You people. But yeah, so supposedly, according to that explanation, Area 51 is nothing to do with aliens. However, there's a lot out there that do, um, that suggests that it is to do with aliens. Do you so. not believe in aliens? <sighs> I do. I believe. I'm in up and down. I feel like the universe is so big. When Can they really, really only be big, life? Yeah. When you yeah. fully deep, how big? the universe is mm. it's actually mind-blowing absolutely absolutely yeah. mind-blowing like, I, I believe there is like <laughs> but do you feel like they're they are literally like what they're drawn to look yeah. like and come yeah. to earth with the big heads yeah. and the eyes yeah yeah so really? Why? Yeah, you guys I, are both religious right how does that sit with your faith my mom's religious and oh you're not i won't say i'm religious i'm spiritual because i I believe in God. Why are you kissing your teeth at that? I'm I believe spiritual. in God. <laughs> <laughs> she, she knows why I'm laughing. I believe in God. That's the hipster way of saying I'm religious, but I don't want to say I'm religious. I feel like information can go as far. Information is not just as far as what you know. It can go further than that. So it's come from somewhere, that drawing. I don't think those drawings, those things happen just yeah. out of anywhere. But there's supposed I... to be a video. that there's a, there's a video footage from years ago that has somebody that looks like that and the video has been studied and it looks like it's not fake and it's and they've said it looks it it, it resembles that big I'm head eyes lie. whatever I've someone someone close to me has told me a story that they've actually seen aliens mm. what were they smoking at and different no, do you know what it is they've told me the same story for the last 20 years or more really and this and the story so the has same. not changed their face hasn't changed or anything so that's why i believe where did they see the real. alien I just don't see an alien pulling up to like Peckham or something like that. It was actually in this country, though. Do you know what? I want to hear this story actually after we come off here because I'm actually I'm, I'm curious about this kind of thing. But yeah, in terms of the religious question you asked, I just feel like we only have as much information that's given to us. Mm-hmm. So there could be so much more information that's out there that we just don't know about. So I think anything's possible. Okay, so if it was proven there was aliens, would it make you question your faith? I think that's the question I'm asking. No. Not if God put them there. No. Mm. What if God just put them there, over there? Well, just because it's not in the Bible, God didn't do it. Because, you know, the, the Bible... And, people, the Bible and listen, I read the Bible, sorry, don't bash me, but the Bible has been rewritten how many times? The, and the information so. could be cut out, limited, it might, we didn't get that piece. Listen, the people stories. that don't want us to know that have taken away that bit so we don't have access yeah, to it. Yeah, there's books know. that supposedly was taken out, so... Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I think definitely is a possibility just because of how big the universe is. Universe is. Um... I just don't know, man, if we'll ever... I don't know if we'll ever see it. Mm. What did you learn, Jerome? Yeah. What did I learn? Mate, I don't know what I learned this week, you know. Jerome learns a lot every day. He's yeah. always listening to stuff. Uh, I know, but it's what what I've retained for today and what's relevant for Anything today. about Boris Anything. Johnson? Uh, He's... Uh, okay. So we got Boris Johnson in now. He's... He <laughs> yeah. Um, He has changed his cabinet or the cabinet and most of the people he's brought in are generally seen as more right-wing Brexiteers. Um, so it feels like the possibility of a no-deal Brexit is a lot higher. Uh, he's committed to definitely coming out in October 20, whatever it is we need to come out. Um, 
so yeah, I haven't. I've kind of recently started getting back into politics. I got bored of it after after the Brexit kind of stalled. Uh, but yeah, Boris is in. He's generally brought in a load of people that want to do Brexit in no matter what. Mm-hmm. So yeah, be prepared. We could get a no deal Brexit. Many people or some people believe that might necessarily be a bad thing, um, but it could definitely mean negative things for the economy. Definitely in the short to medium term. It's just how we can recover long term, really. So. I think if I'm honest, I think prices are going to go up. I think things are still going to be hard for some, some you know, for more time um, because it's not going to be easy. I don't, I don't think we're getting a second referendum. I don't think we're staying in the EU. Uh, I just don't see that happening. I really don't because you know, they'd have to, to do a second referendum. You know, the people that voted leave will cry. Uh, if they revoke Article 50, the people that voted leave will cry. And that is half the country, you know, if not more at this stage. Mm. So I, I think we're going out um, one way or another. Um, but it's just how Europe will let us go out. I, I think it's going to be bloody. I really do. Okay. We shall see. A couple of months to go. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Well, so um, if you've got plans of retiring to other countries, look into them now because the UK might be a bit, you know? Yeah. Um, That's another one. It is. Another one in the bank. So this is pensions and um, government update. Yeah. Right? You, you asked me. <laughs> and some information on aliens. Um, I know, right? Thank you for continuing to listen, guys. Are the aliens coming for your pension? That's the name. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for listening. Reminder that we are on a number of platforms. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate us, leave feedback. Interact with us on social media, Making Sense PC, Instagram and Twitter. Um, give us your thoughts using the Making Sense PC hashtag. Um, thank you for engaging, giving us your feedback. Thank you for stopping us if you meet us and telling us topics to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just thank you for all of that. And um, no topic is too basic. Ju- just know that there's always something that somebody else yeah. wishes they knew more info on. Yeah. So, and we never actually give names of who's suggested a topic. So, yeah, yeah, unless yeah. you want us to. So, if you have a topic that you think is basic but you'd like more information out there, let tell us and we'll do it because the DMs. yeah when it comes to financial literacy we do we just want people to know everything they need to know so yeah cool thanks for listening guys i've been sam okay bye sam kj <laughs> bye folks bye. <laughs> take care